Hey everyone, it's Matthew, and it is time for the finale. Just kidding. It is time for the season one finale of, I mean, honestly, with Matthew. Um, just figured it is the, you know, the first day of summer, and I deserve a summer vacation. Um, so I'm just gonna take a few weeks off, get things lined up for season two, and I mean, honestly, it's been 21 episodes of season one. I mean, that's, I mean, honestly, that's pretty cool. Um, so we're going to do this podcast um, in two parts. Um, the first part, we're just going to talk. I just figured it's something good to talk about right now because it is pride. You know, the month of June is dedicated to pride um, of the LGBTQIA plus community. And I was going to give my, I was going to give, <laughs> like giving you a present. I'm really not. Um, going to, all of a sudden I turned British there for a second. Um, kind of share my story of coming out and just, you know, younger Matthew and, you know, what I knew then versus what I knew now. And then, so that's going to be the first half. And then the second half is going to be kind of like a highlight and just looking back on all the fun episodes that I've done and the fun people that have been a guest on the podcast and um, just kind of reflecting and gearing up for what's going to be an awesome season two. So let's dive right into it. Um, I'm kind of calling this one, you gotta have pride just because it's pride. Yay. So, um, we'll just talk age wise. All right. I'm 35 and I came out back in 2010, 2009, 2010, I believe. Um, I do remember coming out to my mom at least, um, in, it was January 23rd. So it might've been 2010, like just turned 2010. Um, and that would make me 24. So I've been out of the closet for 11 years. Um, so looking, I, w- I was just trying to like jot down notes to keep myself on track, which we know can be a big problem for me, but I always kind of knew that I was different from people. Um, you know, elementary school was fine. Like I never really, I mean, I, I, I didn't, Assume I didn't know that gay was a thing in elementary school. Um, when I got into middle school, wasn't bad um, until like seventh grade. And I mean, and I apologize. We're gonna get a little bit personal here, and um, there might be some words that are offensive. And I no mean, and I I have no intentions on being offensive. I. I'm just recalling my experience with these words and words that I was called. Um, so please just like, that's the disclaimer right there. Um, I started getting called faggot um, a lot in seventh grade. And also I, sh- I should put this out there. Um, let me just take a little sip of my tea. This is gonna be a tell all because I'm gonna name names of the bullies um, because it's gonna be a turnaround point um, <laughs> in just a bit. So, um, his name was Chris Garrow, um, and he would bully the heck out of me and would torment me. And people would just, you know, hey, faggot, faggot. 
I was never, um, like, beaten up or anything along that. But, you know, I was definitely called that. And I didn't think, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. And then I went to high school. And, you know, seventh grade, eighth grade, I kind of called a fag. Um, getting into high, I mean, you know, they, they would call you a fag down the hallway in middle school. And teachers would be like, that's not right. And I'm like, you can't, it's just, it's not okay. It's just, it's not okay. So in high school, in ninth grade, it wasn't too bad. Um, but, you know, I got into like 10th grade and um, a name that people started using to um, call me, I was called a gaff which was G-A-F, which if you, you know, G-A-F backwards is fag. Um, and that stood for, I apologize again, gay ass faggot. Now, we also have to keep in mind too that this was of a time, this was like 2000, you know, Will and Grace was on the air, but the LGBTQIA plus... Um, community wasn't very mainstream as it is now. So I dealt with that. Um, I had people calling me gaff. I had Scary Mary with her no eyebrows just saying mean things. I had Christina Gadolinsky calling me a fag, gay ass faggot, you know, all these horrible, horrible things. And you know what? Um, I... I didn't identify with that at first. I mean, I, I probably knew at the time, like, hey, there probably is something about me. Um, but the, I was denying. I was like, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm like, I like girls. I like girls. I like girls. Matthew, you went to three share concerts, junior year, senior year, and, uh, you know, freshman year of college. So, um, but, you know, the, the, there was always those friends that definitely stood by me or were always there to like, you know, be there. Like my friend Ellen, um, my friend Jamie, um, those are, those are two that really stick out in my mind as people that, and I I still keep in touch with those people. Um, so flash forward, you know, I graduate high school in 2004, go away to college. I actually didn't go away. I stayed in my hometown, um, and went to central Connecticut state university, CCSU. And I met all these people that I didn't know. And for anyone who is coming out of the closet, I mean, honestly, it is a lot easier to tell someone that doesn't know you because it's just, hey, I'm gay. And it's less, it's less like coming out. It's just being who you are. So, um, I remember being a freshman in college and I was in a math class with my friend Carrie, um, who lives in Connecticut and I wanted to tell someone and I remember being in my basement of my house with the dryer on and holding the phone and like not like I have something I have to tell you. I'm like I'm holding like the receiver like by my mouth, not hearing what she has to say. And I said, I'm gay. And I held the phone up into the air so I couldn't hear anything she said. 
Um, so that was that. <laughs> and it, it just was a lot easier. And then it was just easier to come out after high school to people. Like, I was like, yeah, well, whatever, I'm gay. I- I'm gay, like, who cares? Um, but, I, you know, and I, then I just started, you know, I was working at a preschool at the time. You know, I was Mr. Matt. I was, um, I was an elementary education major at the time, so I was working in a preschool. And I, I didn't formally come out. I worked there for four years, maybe. I didn't come out until, you know, to, to people that I worked with. I just never told anybody. And then one of the women that I worked with, her name was Vicky. Um, she had a lot of gay friends. And I said, hey, Vicky, I have something I have to tell you. And I just said, I'm like, you know how people are in the closet? She's like, who's in the closet? Are you in the closet? She's like, who's gay? Are you gay? And I was just like, oh my God, Vicky. And it was just the way it sort of happened. It just became like a, <sighs> and it was an immense weight off my shoulders. Like as, you know, when, when you just tell somebody, it's just, you get to live your truest self. So we're going to flash forward a little bit. Um, <clears throat> it, it, was around 2009 I was interning at a radio station my parents were already divorced um and I was just being myself I was you know, I, I didn't tell my mom I didn't tell my dad I told no one in my family um my brother had figured it out but again didn't tell him um but it was just I was living my life um and I was interning at a radio station and I was working in promotions and I was out like, Hey, I'm, I'm the gay one. Like whatever. So one of the girls that I interned with, her mother worked with my father's wife. Um, I should, uh, preface that by saying, you're probably like, isn't that your stepmother? No, that's my father's wife. And this is kind of like goes into why I had a, a very tumultuous relationship with my father, but it's all, it's all good now. Anywho, um, there, you know, it, it's flash forward to January and apparently this girl, I don't even remember her name, told her mother, oh yeah, Matthew, yeah, he's gay. Um, and this mother told my father's wife, oh, Matthew's gay. And then my father's wife approached him and whatever, whatever. It was never addressed to me until um, there was a just exchange of text messages between me and my father's wife and she outed me. And at the time I'm, I was living at home still. And this is probably like the big coming out story because it was to my mom. Um, I didn't know, I, my mom knew. Um, but it's one of those things you just don't ask your kids. You just accept them for who they are. So I freaked out because I never saw someone that, you know, I mean, I had issues with this woman before, um, my father's wife to see the word gay on my phone and I dropped to the floor and I started crying hysterically. And my mom said, what's wrong? And I go, mom, and she's like, what? I'm like, mom, you know, 
She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know about me, right? She goes, what? And like, my mom was just trying to like put two and two together. And I said, I'm like, you know, and she goes, that you're gay. And I said, yes. And she goes, give me the phone. And I, if you want to see a woman transform into like full on mama bear mode, her like, just like, she was like, she called my father and she said, you tell your bleep, 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 to leave my son alone. Um, <clears throat> and my father didn't even know at the time that his wife was harassing me via text message. And, um, but it was one of those things, like I actually left the house at the time. It was, it was January 23rd, um, 2010. I left the house. I, uh, didn't do anything stupid. I remember I went to Ruby Tuesdays, I believe, um, came home and my mom was in bed. It was like, you know, six o'clock at night, five o'clock in the, in the afternoon. And she was watching a movie and this is how amazing my mother is. Um, I like lay on the end of the bed with her. I'm like, do you want me to move out? And she said, why? And I said, I'm like, because I kept this secret from you. And she goes, I've always known. Um, And the only thing that she said was, I just wish she would have told me first. And I think that's a lot of, um, you know, hard for a lot of parents, you know, you, you want to tell, um, your friends first, but, uh, yeah, I didn't tell her first. And I'm like, do you want to move out? And she's like, no. And then I said, I'm like, you know, I think Hugh Jackman's pretty hot. And she's like, yeah, he's a good looking guy. (laughs) And that just became like, brought my mom even, my mom and I even closer than we actually were. But the interesting part is when you're in the closet, there is so many, like, you're trying to cover your tracks. I mean, honestly, however you possibly can. I worked at two different salons. Yes, hair salons. Go figure. Me, bald, working at a hair salon. Sorry, I'm getting a little parched. Taking a sip of my my water. My water. Um, But I worked, um, you know, worked at two hair salons as the front desk. I was the receptionist and the shampoo boy. And my mom would come in and I was out to all the girls there, but I'd be like, hey, don't, don't tell my mom. Like, don't say anything about me. They're like, oh, sweetie, she already knows. Um... But yeah, I, and I look back and I, I sort of, all those like horrible comments that people said to me really lit a fire under my ass and pushed me to, you know, the career that I'm in now where I, you know, work for an organization that, uh, a, you know, good chunk of our clientele is LGBTQ. IA plus um, community and I look back and I'm like where are these people probably still living in their hometown and look where I am so um, it, it just when I was looking back on this entire thing I'm like there's so many <clears throat> tracks that you have to cover when you are in the closet because and, and it, it becomes such an enormous weight taken off your shoulder when you just 
I like like Lisa like Lisa Lisa Rina. <laughs> Lisa Rina says you just own it, and once you own who you are, and I mean honestly, when when you're when you're being honest with yourself and with who you are, there's nothing better. So that is my little like serious soapbox right now, um, and I wouldn't change anything about me and. I've dated people that were very much in the closet and it's very sad. It is a very sad thing when you're talking to someone who's 37, 38 years old and they can't tell their parents who they are because of where they live, um, because they live in a very rural community. That's sad. And um, as, as Coco Peru, the, the drag queen Coco Peru, who I love, says, you know, she's the one that says, that bothers me. Send them a blessing. So those that, you know, have an excuse like that, I send you a blessing and I wish you well. So that was my little rant, ramble, getting to know me um, portion of, you know, just my coming out story. Um, I'm coming out. Uh, <laughs> um, but now I just kind of want to look back and go through, you know, all these, this episode here, my season finale makes it 21 episodes, which is pretty much like a, a regular season of a sitcom. Like that's crazy. So I started this podcast, the first little teaser episode that I recorded was February 5th. And since then, it's so funny because <clears throat> I did two episodes. And I, this is you're probably like, Matthew, how do you know all this? I have a, um, a list in my book, my, my little Moira Rose book that I have. Um, not the yellow notebook. Because um, that was a whole podcast in itself, talking about my damn yellow notebook. But I write down the date that it was released along with the title. And, you know, the first two that came out were getting to know me, like forcing myself to get personal and just getting to know me and who I am as a person. And it's actually really funny because my third episode that I had was my very first guest. And it was with Kristen from Ensemble. And it was just like, that was my first guest. And then who would have thought that you know, flash forward. Sometimes I help out at Ensemble here and there, just kind of like with their new space. Um, and so, you know, we talked about the different fashion trends um, and just, you know, happy colors and, you know, just just really cool things and different things that, she, you know, Christine couldn't live without in terms of fashion. And then, of course, my next guest was my, my bestie, Robbie. Um, and we talked about bravo, 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 bravo. To quote Denise Richards, bravo, bravo, bravo. And that was our, uh, we, we, took, we, took the, um, <laughs> we, we took the podcast on the road. And we were in Hilton Head. And we were just recording outside. And it was so much fun. And then um, the next few were just kind of me talking. I did a whole podcast about my favorite movie quotes. Um, you know, that was a great one because I'm such a movie quoter. Um, you know, you gotta have a goal. Do you have a goal? Because you can't turn tricks forever. Pretty Woman, of course. And then I talked about um, musical motivation, songs that 
songs and singers that uh, really you know, motivate me and push me with uh, certain certain songs, you know, at the gym or if I'm running or if I'm doing something. I mean, honestly, that was that was a fun one. And then we did a whole one on nostalgia. And I believe that one was when I was, was this the one? Yes, it was. <clears throat> it was a, um, about, I had watched a documentary on um, Nickelodeon. And that's where the whole nostalgia one came. And then, of course, on the uh, you know, following that episode, I mean, honestly, there was the one that I talked about horoscopes with Carissa, who is my only returning guest from season one. Um, we talked about horoscopes and star signs. And I mean, honestly, we talked about how I present as a Scorpio. My rising sun is Scorpio. Like my, my house sign is... Uh, I actually looked this up recently. My rising sun is Scorpio. So I'm a Scorpio rising. My moon is an Aquarius, but my house sign is an Aries. So that's pretty interesting. We, of course, we dabbled in a little Shit's Creek. And then one of the fun ones was I had my mom on. That one was so funny because it was pure torture trying to get her to do it. And the entire time we were, we recorded um, when I was visiting my mom and uh, we recorded in the room when I visit my mom up in uh, North Myrtle Beach. Um, <clears throat> we I, I have my own little room and we recorded in there and the entire time. She's like keeping her eyes closed like oh my God, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and the entire time, I'm just like, mom, you can open your eyes and look at me. <laughs> it was so fun. I mean, honestly, that was probably, that was one of my favorites, of course, of season one. And it's so funny as I'm looking at some of the, um, the titles that I have. And I'm like, what the hell did I talk about? A little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a lot, but more of this. Um, it, some of these ones that I come up with, you could just tell, I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about whatever is on my mind. And that's what these, sometimes these crazy titles come about. And of course, my friend Casey, my, my friend and my coworker Casey came up with those crazy questions. And that one was, that was really, uh really interesting. Thank you, Casey, for that. Maybe we'll have a part two um, in season two. Getting parched again, of course. <clears throat> and then there was this one that I have no idea really what I talked about. I mean, hell, I can't remember what I did 15 minutes ago. So to remember the entire topics that I talked about, rambling, rambling, but never gambling no idea. Probably was talking about Bravo and Summer House because that was kind of what we were talking about <clears throat> in the beginning of the podcast. And then after the rambling rambling was the case of the missing yellow notebook. I remember that one because I was devastated. I had no idea that um, I just, I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do because that yellow notebook had like everything in it. But of course I retired it. And then I followed that up with, 
Rhapsody. I did my whole podcast on Rhapsody and, you know, doing CrossFit and what it's done for me. And I, I do think just kind of touching on that, you know, fitness comes into your life and, you know, there are times where you get really, really focused on it. And I kind of, and I, I'm going to admit the past few weeks I've struggled with staying consistent, maybe in terms of my diet, but I have really been, I've been going to the gym at least five days a week. Um, just got to dial back my diet because, ugh. um, but also I did hurt my back a few weeks ago. Um, definitely popped something. It's better now, but I just, I really don't want to hurt myself anymore. And then of course, my friend, Steven, 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 I can't wait. I hope you're listening. You're, lo- you're, you were awesome. And that was so much fun. And we were <laughs> sitting in Panera Bread talking about Cher because it was her birthday. She turned 75. Oh my God. It was so fabulous. Absolutely so fabulous. It was so fun. That was, I think that was the longest. That was the um, absolute longest podcast that I recorded because we could have gone for <clears throat> a good three more hours just talking about Cher. Um, he's fabulous. And I'm, he will be back on season two, whether he likes it or not. And then, of course, there was a summer ch- summer charm. Wow, southern charm. Summer charm is like summer house, but they are not doing that. They're doing winter charm. They're doing winter. Yeah, it's it's like summer house, but like winter. Like it's in the winter, and yeah. But I did the whole episode about southern charm because I ran into two of the castmates. Um, within a three-day period. And I was just like, <gasps> oh my goodness. And then, of course, there was the pop-up episode that I did that was released on a Thursday um, about the Friends reunion and how much I loved that. And I hope you all have watched it because it was fantastic. And then we did the whole one about Kathy Hilton and how much I love her and she's so funny on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and I was just talking about <clears throat> different things that you know you know what's going on how I booked my vacation my Moira bag that I purchased um yeah so much fun and different things on Netflix that I've been binge watching which I'm gonna touch on um towards the end of this. And then last week's episode, when I sat down with Carissa and I talked about being an empath with her and what an empath is and, you know, if, you know, how, how certain things affect us in different ways. And so we're just going to draw this to a close. It has been a fantastic season one for me. This has been an amazing journey for me. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to do a podcast for years and not, not for, not four years, like F-O-U-R. I mean, honestly, it's like, I've something that I've longed to do for a while and it's really fun seeing it come together and seeing the consistency that I have, you know, been able to just 
consistently put out an episode. And I hope you guys love it. I know you guys are loving it because I'm getting a lot of great feedback from everyone. Um, So just want to say thank you so much for coming on this season one journey. Um, You know, again, have no fear. Season two will be here before you know. I was talking to Robbie about it and I said, I'm headed into the studio um, to record the finale. And he said, when's, when's season two starting? The end of summer? And I'm like, no, in like three, two, three weeks. Um, so it's just going to be a short little uh, hiatus, a little break for me. And I'm going to start lining up some more guests for season two. Um, which I am really excited about. I am hopefully am going to have my friend Justin on. He is going to come on um, whether he wants to or not, and we're going to talk. He, he's really big on drag queens, and I'm not so much, and so I feel like he's going to probably give me a drag 101, and that's going to be in season two. Um, and we're going to talk bees with my friend Mike, and hopefully we'll get my friend Whitney on. We're going to get her on soon. But uh, guys, this... Is, it, it's really surreal that I've done this for season one and can't wait for season two. This, I, I know we're still in COVID times, but I feel like we are, we're almost in the light at the end of the tunnel. And this really started with COVID. And um, yeah, so... Thank you all for taking this journey for season one of, I mean, honestly, with me, Matthew, it has been a wild ride to say the very least. I love each and every one of you, except if you wear pleated pants, have bad eyebrows, and have orange legs. And I I saw someone the other day that had orange legs and I'm just like, ooh, mm mm-mm. No, honey, no. No, no. Wash the spray tan off. Not a cute look. So, guys, much love to every one of you. Um, And if you guys have any suggestions or ideas or want to record, because I'm always looking to sit down with some people and just talk about, you know, maybe you have a business or maybe, you know, you have something unique that you do that you want to talk about, hit me up and, um, I'll catch you guys in two weeks. So until then, see, this this one should be rambling and rambling because I'm rambling right now. I just don't want to finish this episode. Um, take care, be safe, and uh, keep smiling and laughing, and I'll catch you on season two. Bye, guys.